Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk ABM with me, Declan Mulkeen, CMO of account-based marketing agency, Strategic ABM. ABM is one of the hottest B2B strategies right now, helping companies to win, grow and retain their most important accounts. This podcast allows me to spend some time talking to account-based marketing leaders about their ABM programs and share their insights with other B2B marketers, wherever you are on your ABM journey. So today I'm joined by Andrew Watkins, who's the top account field marketing leader at IBM. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us today. Pleasure. Thank you, Declan. Well, listen, you know, I've been trying to to, um, to get this recording with you, have a, have a chat with you for a long time now, so I'm delighted that um, that you could find some time. Um, one thing that struck me actually um, in your um, your job title was that you had obviously top accounts field marketing. So tell us a little bit more about the thinking there at IBM uh, around field marketing top accounts. Yeah, so top account field marketing at IBM, um, that's, that's the name we've given to the program. Effectively, we're taking ABM methodologies um, and we're still using them within the program, obviously. Um, top account field marketing just allows us to have a bit more control over what the actual program looks like um, and how we're actually using those methodologies. So it's re- when you say using the methodologies on those top accounts, can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, sure. So um, when we look at the program, uh, it's a global program. Um, from the UK perspective, it's a one-to-one model. Um, personally, I've got uh, a number of accounts. There's four of us in the UK um, that, that look after them, um, and we've got a series of top accounts we look after. Um, in terms of using those ABM methodologies, uh, we're all ITSMA trained, so it's, mm-hmm. it's across uh, how we how we adhere to the three R's and how we build those flight plans in in. Uh, in coordination with the sales teams that we're with. Okay, well, we'll dig, we'll dig into that a little bit more a little bit later. But we were chatting, obviously, in preparation for this call, and uh, and one thing that you said to me was you said nobody does ABM the same way, and and that was kind of a common thread in our in our chat that we had before this recording. So, what do you mean by nobody does ABM the same way? So, I, I think it's interesting, and and as I said, we've all gone through the same training. Um, but what makes ABM interesting is that you bring in your previous experience you've had. So I come from quite a creative background. So where I can, I've tried to bring in creating videos or creating uh, photos, content, etc., for my accounts. Um, and of course, people will do that their own way. But the fact that you bring in your own experiences, and I've got colleagues who are very much involved in uh, marketing insights previously, so they've got all that sort of connection they use. The fact that you can bring to the fore what you're interested in, what you're good at, and actually build and learn from others, I think makes it really interesting. Um, and that's how I think you can really build it and make it your own. Yeah, I think that's a very, very fair point. And obviously my my original background before moving to marketing was sales, which I find incredibly beneficial for doing ABM. And I think as you mentioned, if you've got that kind of artistic background, video background, which is a huge part of of engaging with accounts, engaging with um, individuals within those accounts, that's great to have. And and all the other skills that you've mentioned as well from your from your team there. So let's talk a little bit about the program that you're running there specifically. I think with regards to UK and Ireland, I think it is. But can you can you paint us a picture of the ABA program you're running there? You know, is it one to one? Is it one to few? Is it one to many? And perhaps something a little bit about the program that might might um, might be interesting for the um, the the viewers and listeners. Yeah, sure. So um, as I said, it, it's a global program from uh, from a global perspective. It covers a few hundred accounts. Uh, mix of practitioners like myself that sit in market. So when we talk about UKI, as I said, there's there's three other people like me who cover our top accounts in the UK. 
Um, and when when we look at what that uh, looks like, we've got uh, a series of tools that we have a global program office that help us um, help us really decide what goes into our flight plan, and of course how we have those interactions with our with our different accounts. Um, and in terms of how it's different to others, um, I span two industries, which for me, a um, bit of a challenge, I guess, because it means I need to stay on top of uh, both separate industries. Um, but it just means I can increase my expertise and sort of in- increase my industry knowledge. And in terms of, you mentioned those two industries, what would you say, what would you say the challenge is when you're looking at two different industries? Is it because of they're so different or is it because that the program you are running into each one is different or what would you say is different? So I think it's interesting. When when you look at um, doing the ITSMA program, um, as I said, as we've all done, um, they say when you span the industries, you, you need to try and find alignments within those industries. Um, there there are, of course, alignments, um, but when you then start to work deeper with your individual accounts, of course, they all want separate things. Um, so when I look at 5G, of course, that, that affects most most accounts, um, especially the public sector and TOCO accounts I'm responsible for. Um, but when you when you really start to delve deeper with your accounts, and of course, there's lots of individual salespeople within each account, as I said, they all want different things. So you need to delve deeper and, and really understand what the client need is um, and really then look at how you can actually work within that level of industry. Um, and in terms of why is that a challenge? Um, I, I think you can, you can work with one account and you can do so much good. Um, when you've got a number of accounts like I have, um, like a lot of my colleagues have, it's a challenge to try and stay on top of it. You, you never have enough time. You never have enough budget. Um, but then that's that's the joy of ABM, right? You always have to look at your plans and, and make sure you you adjust and you pivot accordingly. Uh, just interesting about your, the, the the language you had there in terms of um, the people you were referring to. Are you referring more to the salespeople at IBM that you are helping to support? Or are you referring more to the actual customers themselves? Yeah, so a bit of both, I guess. Um, so I work with my my sales team closely, um, and we build our flight plan at the start of uh, each year. But then you look at that as you go through, um, and uh, I think that's for me that's the joy of working in ABM is that you do have that interaction with the clients as well. Um, so I've I've been brought along to many meetings, and when you're running events, etc., you work hand in glove with clients as well, um, which I think is just a fascinating part of marketing that I've previously not been involved in. Yeah, I think you've—that's one of the things that separates AVM. Wouldn't you agree, Andrew? That the fact that as marketers, you're now hand in hand um, with your sales colleagues, talking to customers, meeting customers, you know, selling to customers for one to you know. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Um, without without that interaction with the sales team, there is no account-based marketing program. It's not marketing delivered for sales. It's hand hand in glove together, as I said, working. To build out what your marketing plan looks like across the year. No, no. So talking a little bit about that, is there anything you know? Because obviously you, met, you mentioned ITSMA, and obviously they have the three R methodology, which many many companies use, and we use at the agency, etc. But can we dig a little bit into measurement? How how do you go about measuring success there of your ABM efforts? Um, and is there anything you can break down to tell us a little bit about how you go about it? Yeah, so um, we, I guess, like most most companies, have uh, an overall growth target per account, mm-hmm. uh, and we are we are overall measured against that, right? But when when you break down the three R's, as mentioned, um, I'm a firm believer that if you look after the relationships and the reputation, the revenue will come. Um, so uh, what that looks like from an IBM perspective constantly evolves. Um, so so when we look at the program, and that's the joy of working with a global team, is that we can 
learn from each other um, and we do share best practices on a, on a weekly basis um, from an industry pers- uh, perspective, country perspective, EMEA, global, etc. So there's lots of opportunities to be able to learn from each other um, and that's where, as I said, the, the program is really just growing constantly. And any successes you can share? Anything you can tell us, a, paint a picture of, of any successes you've seen from the, from the work that you do there? Yeah, so um, from from my account perspective, um, and I was, I was going to talk about this one a bit later, but I'll, I'll discuss it now. So there's a um, there's one program in particular that I'm I'm really proud of. So uh, it's called Lift um, Lift as we climb. Um, so that's a program that I started to work on um, with my large telco account, um, and it, it's effectively a women in technology play um, in the sense that we work with. Uh, with the client um, and there's a third party as well that works on that um, and we've put on um, we've got our third iteration coming up on Tuesday um, we're hoping to run the fourth one next year as well um, and it's a it's about 100 women um, all different industries all different levels come together and just talk about the blockers um, that they've seen in their careers and how how they can overcome them um, and how to help grow as a woman in technology um, now from from a, a male perspective um it's fascinating to, to see uh, i consider myself an ally um but to be able to stand there and just see how awesome some of these women are is, is just brilliant i've got two young daughters so anything i can help to do to to make the world a fairer place for them as they progress into work is is just brilliant no it's a fantastic example and um and you've got the event happening is it next week is it or uh tomorrow oh good tomorrow okay cool. good yeah, yeah. good well, thank you for recording this today. I'm sure you're pretty busy with that, but thank you. Um, well, good luck with that. It sounds like a really fascinating and worthwhile initiative. Um, just a, a, as I said, we were chatting before to, to prepare for this and, and, and I get to know each other a little bit. And, and one thing that you said to me that kind of stood out, you said that um, at, uh, at IBM, there's a real culture of always learning and in a kind of almost like a fail fast mentality that you're allowed somewhat to fail. Um and that you can try things that perhaps you've never tried before, and um, and you have and yeah, and you have the feeling there that, that you're given the freedom to do that. And I know from speaking to other guests and other ABMers and ABM practitioners that that's such an important part of ABM. But why would you think it is perhaps more important with ABM to be able to try things and to fail perhaps, and then to learn from that failure? Uh, so, so as, as I said, I completely agree. It's, it's the freedom that you get with account-based marketing that I've not experienced in my previous 13 years in different marketing roles. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ability to be able to work with your account team and say, okay, well, we've, we've got these, these events coming up. We know we're going to be doing that. But actually, how do we reach these individuals? How do we really form or, or build or, or bond that relationship um, and help nurture with these individuals that will mean that when you go and have that conversation, it's a much stronger or much easier conversation to have. Um, so when I look across the board, um, we've we've had many examples of of how we've done that. Um, as I said, the, the lift event is one such example. Is that we've now now created those relationships. We can go we can go and talk about and have that business relationship because we've created it outside of the business environment. Uh, a, a very wise colleague once told me, "Make your friends when you don't need them." Um, so it's being able to form those relationships um, and and really help to nurture as you. As you Grow the program. That's fantastic. Great insight there. Um, this might be related to what you just said, but I think one of the things that also struck me in our previous conversation was you talked about wow moments, and I, I made a I made a note of that. Um, and you said you're always there at IBM, always looking to raise the bar and to do things differently at IBM. And 
And one thing you said to me, you said, you talked about these, you know, you look back on the year when you were kind of doing the kind of like, you know, highlights and you're always looking for those wow moments that you and your team created. Can, and I think you taught me through a couple of examples back then, but can you, could you share one with the audience about an, a wow moment that you and your team have done? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we had, uh, we're going back October 2022 now, we had a um, a large telco event uh, we wanted to turn up at. Uh, we'd, we'd had a booth space and everything else. Quantum is, is a big play for IBM. Um, so we wanted to uh, bring a quantum experience to the client. Um, when we when we looked at uh, the ways we could do that, um, bringing a physical model um, was very expensive and not, and not worth the cost. Um, so actually, uh, and again, that one of the joys of working for a variable company, started to look at how we could uh, make a make the similar experience where you can bring clients into um, uh, and look at a quantum model in an IBM office, but do it virtually. Um, so working in the metaverse, um, we have a team based in China. Um, so uh, some slight language issues there, we managed to overcome them. Um, and we built a whole um, quantum in the metaverse experience that then we were able to use at this event. It's also now been used at Mobile World Congress. It's been used um, at various different events across Europe and actually across the globe. Um, and being able to actually take that physical experience, put this pair of goggles on and you'll see the whole thing you would if you were in our office. It's just fantastic to be able to do. Um, it's used at one-on-one -on -one meetings with clients. It's used at various different events uh, set across across the year now. Um, the fact that I was able to build that for my client, but it can then be reused and see that actually the onward growth of that is is truly a wow moment, right? And and it wasn't cheap to build, but actually the return on investment on that is just yeah. truly fantastic. And importantly, it's enabled my sales team to have those conversations with the telco client and actually introduce how we're going to work with them further on that. Yeah, and I think obviously trying to make the kind of the intangible tangible is really important, right? And I think producing something like that where people can experience uh, something which people talk about and they're not always quite sure what's the actual application of it. And obviously IBM obviously have clearly shown the application. Linked to that, talk about technology. Obviously, um, you know, the last six months, you know, people have been probably less actually. Um, this obsession with artificial intelligence, chat GPT, everyone's kind of like, every time you go into LinkedIn, people talk about different plugins, different uses, et cetera. Um, but obviously, you know, IBM have been at the forefront of AI for decades, probably, I think is fair to say. Um, what what um, what do you see there at IBM, but also from, from your IBM and your marketing work? What are you seeing there about AI, how AI can be impacting the work you do, the way that us marketers work, and, and ABM in general? Um, so, so as you said, it's a very topical, it's a very interesting area. Um, uh, as a company, we're constantly looking at how we can leverage AI to improve efficiencies and productivities. Um, in ABM, there are, I think, many opportunities where where you could leverage AI, and, that, and that's the point of AI. You, you could do so much with it. It's just thinking about how you can do it and, and when you can do it. Um, so for example, in, in account-based marketing, we can use it to help automate some of the client insight work that we're looking at. Um, mm. only for the content personalization, how can you make that better experience for the client? Um, and, and all of the different ways we're looking at is all to try and bring that more meaningful marketing experience for the client. Yeah. And, uh, and you yourself there with your program, have you, have you got a couple of favorite things that you're doing that you think has really, uh, actually really helped you with AI? Um, 
It's a good question. Um, certainly, uh, from an IBM perspective, uh, Watson X, um, as you say, is a, is a fairly new announcement. Whilst we, we've been doing it for a long time, at the moment, it's the it's enabling the account teams to go and have those um, conversations with the client, um, and we're doing that uh, through to a number of ways. We've got our um, Watson X. Uh, sorry, we've got our um, Think Summit coming up uh, 10th of October, where that will be a key feature. Um, there's also um, uh, a what's the next session happening soon after um, where we'll bring clients in um, and looking at uh, the many different ways and means you can do that. And I think the interesting thing of it is not just how they in their industry can use it. It's actually looking across the board and saying, right, well, this is how other clients in other industries are using it. And how can you perhaps pick nuggets from that that you can then think about how you can introduce into your industry? Yeah. So if people want to know a little bit more, they need to Google Watson X. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I'll be doing that right after this. So let's talk a little bit. You actually mentioned at the beginning, actually, of the um, the recording, Andrew, about previous experience. So the fact that you came from a kind of art, artistic background and video background, et cetera, and now obviously you're involved in marketing and involved in ABM. Um, and you mentioned there that the whole team is also quite varied there at IBM in terms of their experience, not necessarily classic marketing experience. So Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. And also, I think something you mentioned to me before was the idea about how people can come up, can mix somewhat and, and move around and, and share their experiences. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, so uh, one of my uh, UK colleagues, um, I think, terms it very well. Uh, and he says, we are the conductors. Um, so, so we don't necessarily deliver that true marketing experience, but it's the conducting, how do you, how do you pick up all the parts and how do you make it work for your flight plan for your account? Um, I think, uh, from, from my account perspective, um, it's, it's certainly interesting in that you look at, as I said, the needs of the client, and, and it really is a team sport and that you need to work hand in glove, as we've already said, with the sales team to try and define what that looks like. Um, but importantly, check back and review it on a constant basis. Yeah. And let's just move on to some kind of rapid fire questions to, just to finish off with. Um, obviously you've been involved in ABM now for some time. What would you say from your experience? Um, of doing account-based marketing, what would you say has been your greatest learning? My greatest learning is that it really does need to be a team sport. Um, I'm fortunate now with my with my accounts that um, they are all wanting me. <laughs> they're, they're wanting the marketing um, side of things to be involved in the account. Um, I've had experiences before where actually it just hasn't worked for whatever reason. Um, and that's where I talk about the fail fast as well from earlier. Um, it's okay if not every account needs marketing, because actually there are so many accounts out there that it's it's important to know um, if it doesn't work, move on. Move on to another account that doesn't need it and where it will work. Yeah, very, very sage learning that is. And the hardest part, what would you say is the thing that you you find the hardest about account-based marketing strategies? Um, so I think the hardest part is certainly um, taking the time to understand what is really needed. Um, so when you move on to a new account, you have to build up the relationships quite quickly, um, but be, be able to get to that trusted level of expertise in that they always come to you as a first port of call. Um, we've all been in situations before where sales teams try and go off and do their own thing. And, and perhaps you could have make it, made it land a lot better where, where you actually get involved with that. Um, so the hardest part is certainly taking the time to learn the industry. Um, as I said, when you've got a couple, that's always a bit more challenging. Um, but to actually figure out where you can have the most impact um, and where you should be spending the time and resources. Excellent. Now, there's just two rapid fire questions just to finish off with. Um, 
So, you know, the thing about anything that becomes, you know, um, popular or, or, you know, kind of like the latest trend or fad, account-based marketing obviously, you know, gone a lot of, a lot of moves over the last few, few years. Um, and that obviously has driven a lot of misconceptions and myths about ABM. But what would you say, in your opinion, is the greatest misconception about ABM? I, I think the greatest misconception is that it is one thing. Um, it's back to what we said at the start. Account-based marketing can be very many different things depending on how you treat it with your account. Um, and, and in fact, when I was speaking to my worldwide colleagues the other day, they, they shared a story. Part of the reason why we've called it Top Account Field Marketing is that she was told, oh, I, I've noticed that such and such is doing account-based marketing and so are they. And, and actually, it, it's not account-based marketing as such. It's just it's just washed it with that name to mean that it will land better. But actually, that's not always the case. So you do have to you do have to really take the time to figure out what it means for your individual account. So basically, be, being a bit wary, if it says on the tin that it's ABM, be very wary of the content of that tin, is what you're, is what you're saying. Absolutely, yeah. Very, very, very last question, Andrew. And obviously, you've got a great network. I know many people that that um, that speak very highly of you. Worked with you before, such as you know Gabrielle over at um, at Cloud uh, Software Group and and Karen over in who's Accenture now, um, who are XIBMers. Um, what advice would you give anybody looking to start an ABM program? Uh, and thank you for that. Obviously, a great great deal of respect for both of them as well. Um, in terms of uh, what what advice I'd give, um, you need to um, you need to take the time to ensure that sales and marketing are aligned. Um, you need to define what that looks like. Build yourself a flight plan and define what it looks like before you hit the ground running. There's a real temptation um, when you when you first come into an account based marketing role, you just want to get things done. But actually, if you're just firing out things and it, and it doesn't make any sense and it's not a aligned strategy it will just look messy. Um, so you need to really make sure whatever you're doing is sat on a timeline and is done for a reason. Excellent, excellent advice to uh, to finish off with. Andrew, thanks so much for sharing your um, your ABM journey with us today and I wish you and the team there at IBM every success uh, for the future. Thank you. Thank you, Declan. Appreciate it. If you enjoy this episode of Let's Talk ABM, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.